feast. As was read in the scripture reading from verse First uh, Corinthians six nineteen, that that spirit indwells in us. And again, we read, or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, who you have from God? The second thing I'd like to ho- hopefully we can accomplish. I'd like to get is that the Holy Spirit is active and a vital aspect of God. That He is not just of historical significance. But that the spirit is not, and that the spirit is not just seen only in scripture. It's not active just in scripture, but that the spirit has modern day relevance in our lives. Number three, that to come to an understanding of the Holy Spirit, we must partner with and work with the spirit, and that the spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, is our helper. So what do we think, or what do I think I know about the Holy Spirit? Well, growing up in Texarkana, Texas, we did not speak of the Holy Spirit very much. Now, I don't know, I mean, I don't recall very many lessons about the Spirit, and I don't know if this was in part because of a general lack of knowledge, which I doubt, or perhaps we were fearful. Perhaps we were fearful at that time of sounding too much like other groups who may have put too much importance on the Spirit. And so at that time, the Spirit was tended where I grew up to be relegated to more of having only a historical significance and that it only worked in the Scripture that we could read. Now, to be clear on this point, the Spirit will never replace what we read in Scripture. He will never give another testament, and none of us will be given special insight to replace that which has been given to us in the Bible. Now, certainly, I think we were always aware that there was a Spirit of God, and and the Spirit is mentioned pretty much at the very beginning. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, we read, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Now, I learned as I studied for this a little bit, a few things, and one of the things I learned was that Often, in the Old Testament, the word spirit can be translated as wind or breath. And that this has the connotation of the life energy of God. We, we, we read of God breathing into Adam. We read of God breathing into Eve and giving them life and giving them energy. So the spirit was a partnering force from the very beginning. And that the spirit is part of what we call the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is a partner and is an active force. It is not passive. We cannot be passive as we work and use the Holy Spirit. It is an active force in our lives that we need to individually and collectively work with the Spirit. The Spirit, like Christianity and like being a Christian, is about doing Remember that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in us. Why? Why does God put his spirit in us? Why do we have, why have we been given the Holy Spirit? In Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 23. Galatians 5, 16 through 23. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, 
to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I have warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. He, the Holy Spirit, He lives in us to help us in our lives as Christians, to help us in our walk as we work on those fruits, the fruit of the Spirit, so that people can see that in us. He is there to help us do that. He is there to help us in our lives as Christians as we fight against the desires of the flesh. And he has to be and needs to be active in our lives. But we have to allow him to work. We have to be willing to be led by the Spirit, in verse 18, so that we can develop those fruits. Again, part of what we see here is that we have to be led. We have to choose to let the Spirit lead us, to guide us, and to help us. To help us. The Spirit is a helper. John, chapter 14 and verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells within you, dwells with you, rather, and he will be in you. Later in 14, verse 26, with the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. The Spirit works, I think, in, in some way like a tutor for us, not one who replaces instruction, but one who helps us remember what we were taught and remember what we have read. In the summer of 1992, after I graduated college, I was allowed the privilege to go on my very first mission trip, and we went to the city of Minsk in Belarus. And what we did there was met at a public house. It was a, a house where they played chess, and we invited people in to have one-on-one -on -one Bible studies. I had never done that before. I had no clue how to do that, but I was helped in that. People would come to me, and at the time, as a 22-year-old, if somebody sat down with me and they told me they were 36 or, or 38 or 45, I thought, that's a really old person i got to talk to. It seemed like really young ages now. But I was allowed clarity and recall of Scripture that, that I couldn't account for at that time. The Spirit helped me to remember what I had been taught. I was partnered with the Spirit. I was working with the Spirit. I was using the Spirit. We had to sit all day at these hard wooden chairs at tables from 8 in the morning to about 6 o'clock at night. Sometimes we go on to about 11 o'clock at night every now and then, and we made it. We did it. And we didn't get tired of it. Matter of fact, at the end of it, we were usually so full of energy, we were ready to go some more. The Spirit sustained us and helped us. 
And as I have prepared this talk tonight, I keep coming back to Spirit by His very nature as an active helper. The Spirit, again, is the, the force, it is the energy of God, the life force of God. This is in part, I think, why we've been given the Spirit. It is a gift of God to us, as we, have read, or as we can read in Acts 2.38. It is given to us to empower us to serve in His kingdom. The Spirit is a helper. It doesn't just do for us. Again, it is a partnership for us that we take on. While we were recently in Haiti, we were definitely in need of help from the Holy Spirit. And we were all helped by the Spirit. We were uplifted. We were encouraged. We were spiritually fed by the Spirit as we learned further to rely on the Spirit. Each one of us, I do believe I can say this safely, each one of us prayed for an extra measure of God's Spirit, and He delivered it. You prayed for us, and also partnered with us through the Spirit. God filled us with His Spirit, not that He gave us gifts of prophecy, not that He gave us gifts of tongues, or the miraculous ability to heal people by touch, although that would have been really helpful. No, he filled us so that we were able to stay at peace in the moments. We were able to think and have some clarity. We were able to keep doing the work set before us by helping others around us and thereby glorifying God. Even though what at least one of us really wanted to do was run away screaming, find a dark place, curl up in a ball, and cry like a little kid. But we didn't. Because the Spirit helped. He helped because we asked. He helped because you asked. And we were all willing to allow him in. And we were partners in the work with the Spirit. Have you ever had a, a David moment? I don't mean David Gibson. I mean King David. If you've had a David Gibson moment, I don't want to know about it. Have you ever reached a point where you felt like no one cared for you? Have you reached the point where, that David did when he was hiding in a cave from King Saul's men, as we read in Psalm 142? With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I tell my trouble before him. When my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see there is no one who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge. My portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Have you ever reached a low point in your life? Have you ever reached a point where you were really scared? And I, I don't just mean scared, watching a movie scared. I mean deep down in your bones, scared of what was going to happen next. 
to the point that you wouldn't even ask what could happen next. How worse can this get? Because you knew that you would find out just how bad it could get. It is in those times that the Spirit is not only our helper, but the Spirit is our intercessor. Romans 8.26 Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Thank you. Groanings too deep for words. Have you ever groaned to prayer? Have you gotten to the point where you're just too emotionally, spiritually spent, too emotionally, spiritually tired, or too overwhelmed to have the right words to pray? Have you prayed? Have you ever prayed by just saying nothing, but dear God help, and then sitting there in the silence? Because you did not know what else to say, but you did know that you needed God, and you did know that it was time to pray. Groanings too deep for words. We who are Christians have the God. We are Christians, we who are Christians have the Savior. And we who are Christians have the gift given to us by God to help us when we are in spiritual need. If you do not know God, if you do not have this gift, if you do not have his spirit, we are here to help you. If you have needs tonight, if you have concerns and worries, we will pray with you. More to the point, the Spirit of God can pray with you in groanings too deep for words. Please stand.